Hey guys, thank you for listening to Garage Life on the Harley Showcase podcast and welcome. Brought to you by TM Law. Contact us for any personal injury related needs at 888-400-0322. Thanks for listening. Who doesn't like keeping their toys looking their best? If you do, you need to go check out Spitshine. My homeboy Terry has been in the game for over 10 years. Spitshine is made with real wax. There's no silicone. It resists streaks and smudges and fingerprints. And check this out. For all you show guys, it can be used in direct sunlight. Perfect for those show days. It doesn't matter what type of surface you put it on. Spitshine just wants to make your stuff shine. You can use it on gloss, matte, denim finishes. And you can use it on your bikes, your cars, your boats, your planes, your trains, your automobiles. Anything. This stuff will just want to make your stuff shine. Give them a follow over on Instagram. Spitshine. That's S-P-Y-T-S-H-Y-N-E on Instagram. Let them know that the Harley Showcase sent you. And he's going to hook you up with that Harley Showcase pricing. All right. Go check them out. All right, check this one out. I recorded this one on Instagram. Got a little creative right here in the garage with Charlie, traveling chopper on Instagram. We did a showcase Sunday on Instagram live, and uh, I got a little, I got a little gangster with it. I rigged up my podcast stuff, and I set up the microphone next to my, uh, my phone here, and bang this one out. Enjoy this one, Charlie, traveling chopper. Great story. Here we go. Let's go. We're doing it again. Back to showcase Sunday. Let everyone jump in here real quick. Trying things a little bit different tonight. So, (laughs) all right, let's let everyone jump in here, do their thing. Let me get cracking. I'm going to fucking actually record this shit. Uh, I'm going to kind of two bang this one tonight. I'm going to um, uh, showcase Sunday on Instagram live and then also going to hit the record button on this one and see how it comes out on the uh, podcast session here. All right, um, let everyone do their thing, jump in here. I know how it goes. Gonna have to add our guest here in a second. Ignore the fucking mic again tonight. I'm trying something different. There are no rules of this podcast thing. I'm just kind of rolling with it. So um, ignore the mic. This is simply for the podcast thing. There's my homeboy, Charlie, just jumped in there. Let me get him in here because honestly, guys, we only got an hour on this thing, which is kind of good and it's kind of bad. So let me... um, let me get Charlie in here as quick as I can. Hang on, Charlie. Invite. All right, I'm going to get Charlie in here as fast as we can. I think it sent the invite. There you are. I got you. How are you, man? How are you? Let me turn you up here a little bit. Uh, gotcha. Cool. I'm doing good, man. Yourself? Uh, I'm back. I'm back. Good. It looks like you got like a world map behind you. <laughs> it makes it makes sense. I don't know. It just fits with you uh, pretty damn well. So, hey, Charlie, um, thanks thanks for uh, coming and kicking it with me on a on a Sunday, man. Um, out, I know you're out in the Colorado area. Not much of a time difference, but nonetheless, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and letting me ask you some questions and maybe some of your followers and my followers getting some answers that they've always wondered about, man. So thank you. So, um, so Charlie, a little introduction to yourself, man. I, I personally have only kind of, I know you just through 
legit, probably like a lot of these other people do, just following you. You know, like your travels, and you know, I, I, I don't even remember to be honest how I stumbled across your page, but I know when I did, I was like, holy cow, I gotta get on, I, I gotta, I gotta go on this journey with this guy. So a little bit about you, man, who you are? Yeah, um, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> Well, how about this? How about this? Where do you where are you currently? I mean, we see you traveling. What do we call home for you? What you know? What state do we call home for you? Yeah, Longmont, Colorado. Call an hour outside of Denver. Okay, so okay, a little bit outside of Denver. And when did when did kind of um, motorcycling? Has motorcycling and motorcycles always been a part of your life, or has it was it something later in life? How'd that kind of evolve? Yeah, but like you know, mid twenties when I started riding motorcycles, um, uh, it's something that I was always you know pretty intrigued by and interested in doing. But you know, I couldn't really you know afford one until you know I was over, you know, had a full time job and all that stuff. Yep. You know, I didn't ever grow up around them. Like I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends, and most of them you know grew up on motorcycles. Um, I didn't, but for whatever reason, I was definitely drawn to them. And I always saw it as, uh, as what I thought would be a pretty interesting way of traveling. So you know, it's been about you know twenty something years now when I've been doing this. And okay, all right. And where? What do you remember? What the first? What the first bike was? Do you remember the first one you owned? Yeah, it was a Forster. A sp- kind of a you know, classic first bike. Um, you know, rode that for a while, and ended up with that with the 2003 Heritage Softail. Has it al- has it always been Harley's, or did you do anything else? Or has it always just kind of been Harley's that you've been on? Yeah, it's always been Harley's. I had a BMW for a few years. Um, it was kind of a second bike because I thought I wanted to do more of the adventure bike stuff, more of the off road stuff. But for, yeah, for whatever reason, I, I, I just wasn't really able to really get into it. I feel yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's something uh, a buddy of mine he has a Harley. He has a Harley and his dad has a Honda. And, uh, you know, the other day we were over at his, uh, I think they were having a, it was their baby shower. I'm sorry. And uh, they have, they store both their bikes there and they were like, hey, you want to ride? I'm like, yeah, I'll never turn down riding a motorcycle. So I rode the Honda and I rode the Harley. And, you know, when you come back, I told, I told his dad in a loving, joking way, because we're friends. I said, you know what? Something just about a Harley, man. Like you need to get on one of these. It's just, there's a different vibration, different feeling to it, you know? Yeah, they are different. You know, it's, it's interesting, though, because I don't feel like I'm really all that brand loyal. You know, I'm not loyal to Harley Davidson by any means. It's just, it, I mean, I'm actually sitting here looking at a Honda right now in my garage. <laughs> because uh, my bike is on the way to Mexico right now. So I've been, I've been riding this thing for the last few weeks, and... Yeah, really. I've also been enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two wheels are two wheels, man. I have a I have a, a, a love for the Harleys, but trust me, I'll own uh, I'll own a Honda. I'll own something else just as much as I own a as 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 I will a Harley. You know, you know. On your Harley note, man, your soft tail now. I mean, I guess your Instagram name kind of describes you and depicts you literally perfect in in every kind of sense traveling chopper man and that thing is if i if i had to say it's if there was a chopper i'd say that thing is pretty chopped out as far as its rake and everything on that i think i'll push it yeah i'm gonna push push the envelope about as far as i could with that How, what is the what is the over and everything on that thing so it's about 30 over uh 
Wow, man. Now, I mean, I know I, I I can under I've never ridden anything that long, that stretched out, but I know geometry and I know how things I know how things mechanically kind of work and stuff. Um, what is it? I mean, isn't there a lot of flex and stuff in the tubes? Is that why you say you kind of stretch that as far as you possibly can? I mean, when you, from a mechanical standpoint, and when you're doing what you're doing, and you're kind of, you, it does make the most sense, you know, logically, like, why would somebody do like a rigid front end type thing? But in your case, in your set, in your, in your travels, I agree, you know. Yeah. How, what size wheel is in the front of that? 21 in the front man how low that's a giant brake light do you even have a brake let me let me backtrack is there even a brake on the front there is there is who do you call to go hey i need a seven foot brake line <laughs> it took you that long to get fluid all the way down it I I imagine, man, because that's a long way to pull it, and it wants to probably keep trying to go up. But yeah, that's a that's a whole nother challenge in itself, right there. You know, that's that's interesting. So I'm I'm you know a lot of people follow you for your for your travel adventures, and you know that's what definitely I guess drew me in to you know seeing where you were going and where you were at, and some of the roads and stuff you were on. I I'm kind of curious, did. Well, well, let me backtrack one second. Why did you build and do the rake that you did? Was it for I want uh, I want to prove a point? I don't know what I mean. If you did you did you know you were gonna be traveling with it like you did? You yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Okay. But I wasn't hardly any just really traditional. 
And and I, I think you did, man. You took it to, you know, the when you say radical, yeah, I, I'd say that you did. So what kind of like, I guess, decide, what, what was it? I mean, was this a goal? Was this a bucket list? Was this something like spur? Like I got this idea and let's see if I can make it happen. What was kind of your, 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 your travel, your attack with this thing? On this, on this previous trip? Your last, yes. Yeah, this last one. Well, my wife is in the army. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. She got uh, stationed in Kuwait for a year. And, um, and so, you know, we talked about it and we just kind of decided that, you know, she would, you know, be in Kuwait for a year and this would be a good opportunity for me to do this ride that I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, crossing Russia on the Trans-Siberian Highway and doing the road of bombs has definitely been a bucket list item for a long time. And, you know, she was more interested in crossing Russia by train. And, you know, I was more interested in doing it on a motorcycle. So, <laughs> I mean, it all kind of worked out. Um, you know, it just kind of fell into place. And so after she left, about two weeks later, I took off and started my trip. And then got back about three weeks ago. So how long did the trip take you? How long was this last this last leg, I guess? Nine months. How many? Months. So, of course, it cuts out nine or six? Is that what you... Nine. Okay. That's yeah. a... I, so what what was the what was the plan? Was it just did you did you did you have a plan? Did you have set destinations every day? Was it just I'm gonna kind of take it day by day? How did you how'd you kind of attack it? When I left, I had uh, a general plan, a general direction, and a route. Um, it certainly wasn't broken down by day or even a week for that matter. Um, I knew certain milestones I had to hit by certain points of the year based on seasons because um, it really everything kind of hinged around the seasons uh, you know especially when I got off the far east Russia I kind of knew I needed to be by end of June early July because uh, you know the weather window there to even do the road, road of bones you know in particular um, it's, very, it's very short you know you don't have a big window there so um, yeah so I had an original plan which was you know a few coast across the U.S. and then uh, get over to Europe. But then originally, I was going to go north into Sweden, and then uh, east into Finland, and then cross into Russia from Finland. And then, you know, with everything that kind of, you know, has sort of happened over in Ukraine and borders being closed, it really, I had to do a big redirect, and that's <laughs> why... I ended up actually going south through the Balkan countries, then into Turkey, into Georgia, then into Russia. Okay. Direction. So, um, that's just kind of nature of the stuff. I mean, you just kind of have to go with it. I mean, and I, you know, I wanted to go through Finland because I wanted to go through St. Petersburg and Moscow on the way east. So that was, you know, a little, a little, a little disappointing, but I have pretty good information that the, the Finnish or Finland Russian border was like absolutely closed. Oh, sure. Uh, it was, uh, you know, something I was still a little skeptical of whether it was or not because, you know, finding information on this stuff is almost impossible. Um, but the issue would have been, you know, had I gone all the way up to Finland, had I needed to turn around and then take the southern route, you know, we're talking an extra five or six thousand miles. 
chances of me getting into Georgia are probably better than Finland based on what I was finding. Okay. So, and even then, it was all kind of up in the air. You know, even then, I got to Georgia and it still took almost two weeks to find a way in. It's, uh, it, it's, now, did you have any, um, I guess, experience, knowledge, any understanding of the territory you were in? Like, had you visited, gone to any parts of these places before? Or was this just, like, first-time travel? Like, or were... How... No, I mean, I've traveled, I've, tra- I've traveled around Europe. Um, you know, before this trip, I, I had already done 25 or 26 countries on that motorcycle in Europe. Okay. Uh, so all of Western Europe, you know, was stuff that I've kind of have done before, at least countries that I've been to before. Um, I took the opportunity to explore new roads and new parts of those countries. Um, but basically, once I got east of Italy and got, in, got into the Balkan countries, that's where it was all new. Okay. And then that's also kind of where you can really feel that you have now left the comforts of Western Europe. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that's why I, that's why I asked like where your comfort level like I guess or your experience or knowledge of the terrain the geography because like you know I see it from over here in the United States and you live here too so you see it on the news of what's going on and stuff but you don't know the geography you don't know that you don't know the na- the exact borders you hear about it so you never know what's a hot zone what to stay out of what I shouldn't go through and you know so you kind of have to ed- either have to have some experience or definitely make sure that you educate yourself did you do a lot of it solo or did you meet up with people along the way like parts of it like how did how did that work out so, uh, so, so the total trip was thirty-two thousand miles. Um, I did all but about fifteen hundred of that by myself. Wow! Wow! Okay. That was when I met up with a guy named Anton, and we did that final stretch um, in, in the back end together. I, I, I think I know what, uh, and that's why I asked because I think that's maybe fresh in my mind. I remember seeing a bike with you and are we, I think we're talking about probably what I saw this, that, that road, that, that it was just gravel road. Did you guys try, dude, I have gravel in my backyard just as like filler and it's big, thick gravel that when you go on it, it just mush. Like, so I was like, watch, I saw your stuff and I thought, Holy crap! How far did he have to endure that? With I like I was sitting there feeling your pain of. Uh, I know I didn't put my ass wasn't in the seat, but I could understand what it would be like to ride through that, just slipping and sliding, and uh, I could. Okay. That was was that probably the roughest part of the trip for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the last twelve hundred miles was by far the most aggressive and. And, and exhausting and difficult riding I've ever done. How how long of a stretch was it that you rode that terrain? Uh, Twelve hundred miles. Twelve hundred miles. Yeah. Holy crap, man! And how? Uh, so, what was your like average speed through that? About twenty. Wow! And how long did that take? That section take? Uh, seven days. Seven days. Wow, man. And so obviously I would assume the area being the road that it is is pretty rural. 
I'm 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 imagining. So how do so my my brain goes to 1200, 1200 miles seven days rural because it clearly looked very rural. How do you manage gas stops? I know I, now. Trust me, I've seen your bike and I've just I've zoomed in and looked. I'm like, dude, what is this guy carrying on his bike? I mean, like, what is he? What I've seen, I saw the extra tire. I'm like, I get that rocks and all. Like you're in the middle of nowhere, you need to. But how do you do for for gas that for gas like that then in place in cases like that? Okay. Uh, So a whole nother six gallon pack that's strapped to your subware. Where, where'd you have it strapped to? Just on the top? Uh, yeah, it's just a gas can uh, that I picked up along the way. And then actually I, had, I had bought a, a, a second can. And at one point it went flying out of the bike and punched a hole in it. So I ended up uh, carrying uh, oil jugs that I got off a trucker. Basically, went knocked on this guy's window, asking if he had any empty oil jugs, and then those for for gasoline. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got rinse oil out of it. Dude, I I told I completely dig that style. I could I uh, that is that that's, that's kind of how I would probably roll, man. If I you know you got it, you got to be innovative, especially if you're on the road. You know, you got to get innovative. So I'm I'm gonna I, I gotta I'm curious was this part of it like hey I want to go down I know what this road is and I want to go down it and do it or was it the road the map looks like we can go this way let's go and we're now we're in it and we're going. No no this is this is 100 I knew exactly what I was gonna do. <laughs> you knew okay and and it, because that's two different things you're you know you're going into this thing you have if you knew what you were getting into you got to go prepare for it a little bit because 1200 miles of that type of riding is gonna what 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 did you i have to imagine that mechanically you endured something wrong along that 1200 miles of stretch what was like worst case that you ran into in that stretch only the only real issue i, ha- I was having some issues with my starboard um which wasn't you know it was annoying you know, but I was able to, you know, find some fixes, you know, for that. Um, broke a vinyl drive bell. That was probably the most time consuming, you know, having to, you know, deal with swapping that out on the side of the road. Um, yeah, but I had a spare belt. Um, I brought a spare primary belt with me. Uh, never used it. The primary belt's in, you know, obviously atrocious condition at the moment. Uh, but I think it'll get so I'm not gonna worry about it. Um, but I actually feel pretty lucky. I mean, didn't deal with any flat tires. I fully anticipated numerous flat tires. So I, you know, I've heard from a lot of people that that's a, a major problem out there. You guys fixing, you know, two or three flats a day kind of thing. Um, somehow I got through that without one. 
Wow. What type of, I'm curious, what, do you run anything because of the, because you know how many miles you're going to be running, do you run a different tire in the back? Do you run something a little bit out of the orthodox that maybe you wouldn't normally run? I and I and I I didn't want to ask but I've seen the pictures of your bike and stuff and it definitely it definitely looks flat but I mean if you're going to run that many miles they call it you know the dark side is is the air quote thing that they that they call it but I mean I've never tried it but I've had people swear by it they're like dude you don't even know you can't even tell it rides fine what I mean what you what from th- how many miles whatever miles you did on this how, what is it like well, I mean, I, I, always, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been running a couple of miles for a while now. You know, and I, so 32,000 mile trip, I went through one tire. Wow. You know, so I'll one, and it'll get me, you know, it'll get me home from Mexico just fine, too. Wow. You know, and what's, what size tire, what size is it? It's a 15 inch by, I don't know, four and a half, maybe five. A 15? 15, yeah. And that, how cheap? How cheap is a fifteen-inch tire car tire? Uh, <laughs> you can't go. You almost can't go wrong, can you? Oh yeah, if you can if you can get a little a little uh, uh the tire to absorb some of that bump for sure, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, how, I mean, you did that many miles on a hardtail, man. I mean, kudos to you, man. I like that's um you know uh, that's some like they say that would that would they would classify all this as chopper shit, you know, like that it's it is a uh, down and nitty gritty like chopper style stuff, man. I. I'm a I'm a fan because like I I'm kind of like when you pack for a trip I've gone on trips and I've seen guys pack for like a weekend trip and I'm like seriously like holy crap you know I'm like I'm I'm pretty simple I'm like one backpack I just went to Texas for five days and I had a little tiny carry on backpack I made it work I'm pretty simple so when I travel on the road I like to keep it simple but I was looking at your packing kind of technique because. Like you said, you got to kind of account for different scenarios that you're not going to have an auto parts store just laying around and stuff. So, with your yeah. years of it, what what are kind of some of the, I guess, out of the ordinary stuff that most people aren't going to carry that you're like, I got to have. Well, I mean, for most trips around the U.S., I'm running pretty light. Also, um, you know, on this particular trip, though, is how I knew that I was going into areas where finding, you know. Parts for our life was gonna be almost impossible. I had a ton of spare parts with me. I mean, just I had almost more parts and tools than anything else. By the time it was all said and done, you know, I had room. I only had room for you know a, a few t-shirts, a few pairs of socks, and a pair of jeans, and that was about it. And you know, then I had my camping gear, you know, sleeping bag, and that kind of stuff too. But man, it was a lot of a lot of parts that I was carrying, which which is. It, it, Kind of, a, you know, the problem with that is that it's super heavy, uh, so it's a lot of weight. Um, both that back 
get get with kids that weigh pretty low, but um, and luckily I didn't really need hardly any of those parts. Did you need but, that uh, the the one that had me going like wow? I love it. The tire. Did you need the front tire? I saw the big old front tire hanging off the side. Did you need that at any point? Uh, um, so I, I had bought a spare tire in Georgia in Tbilisi, and um, I basically carried it all the way across Russia over to Yakutsk, which is the start of the road of bones. Because I knew I wanted to start that with a brand new tire. I didn't want to go into that road with an old tire, so I figured my chances of getting into flat, you know, good with you know, be a lot greater. So when I got to the Yakutsk, I swapped them out, put the new tire on, but then opted to carry my, my old one with me just on the off chance that I you know maybe I cut a sidewall on that new one that at least have a backup. So that's yeah, that's why for you know, for seven weeks I'm dragging this tire around. <laughs> <laughs> But you, but it's your like you're traveling like you're on a different level of of traveling and moving, um, and the areas that you're moving to and stuff, you know. So you have to, you have to, you have to. It doesn't apply to everybody, but I think in your case, you certainly have to kind of prepare for a lot of what if scenarios because if not, you're literally going to be stranded with. I mean, and. You're a chopper guy. You're a Harley guy. You know, you know that it could take something as, I mean, it could be something really, really stupid. It could be a bolt. I don't know. It could be a stripped head gasket or it could be a stripped exhaust head that you can, you know, I don't know. It could be something that's really not like crazy, like hard or, you know, but it's going to knock your bike off. It's going to, you're not going to be able to run. Simple as that, you know? It's like any of this stuff. It's like, I mean, more often than not, in my experience, uh, you'd be surprised at how much can break on a motorcycle and it'll still function. <laughs> and, I, you know, I feel like so often I see guys, you know, like, you know, something will break on their bike and, and they're like, oh, I need to get a trailer out of here. And I'm thinking, man, I would drive that home. I don't know. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't really have the option. It's like, yeah, well, it's not going to run great. You know, that's pretty hard on something else. You know, like breaking exhaust bolt, now your exhaust is leaking, leaking like crazy. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Yep. It's so honest. Just, just keep going. You know, fix it when you can. Yeah, that's a, I, I like that. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, obviously I don't pack for, I mean, my trips aren't like yours. I try and plan accordingly, but I'm the same way, you know, stuff happens on the road and that's why I'm usually kind of an advocate for wrenching and working on your bike to degree to, to the, to your level of comfort, because not everybody's comfort level is yours or, you know, or mine or anything, but it's nice to know how things work when you're out there on the road and something does maybe happen to you. Can I get it home? Can I limp this thing home? I've had a shifter lever break on me in Arizona. You know, the shift linkage that between the transmission and shit, I had that thing break on me. No zip ties, no nothing on me. No worries. I'll just stick my hand down there. Old school jockey shifted and just ram it down into the shit you know i'm gonna be on the highway like i'll get home so i did 600 miles back home that way you know you know the other part of it like you know even if you don't have a bar or the tools to fix something if you sit there long enough there's bound to be somebody's gonna come by 
and either you know, either that guy will have what you need, or, or you know somebody who knows what you know, or he's got some trick up, you know, some trick up his sleeve that you know will that will that you will we'll, we'll, like have never thought about before. You know, some summer comes along and like, oh, try this. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you've you've probably been in that position like I have where I'm stuck on the side of the road and I don't have something and or I've seen somebody stuck on the side of the road and I'm like I've been there. I've pulled over, gave someone a jump start, a push start, I don't know, whatever helped them out with whatever it is that they needed to get help with and stuff. So, it's uh you're right. When you're we kind of look out for each other, you know, in that sense. You you usually looking out for each other. I don't ever worry about breakdowns. Even even in foreign countries, I never worry about breakdowns. Like if something happens, either I'll figure it out, someone's going to come along, and I'll get help in some form or another. And even even through a you know a giant language barrier, it never seems it, it doesn't stop anybody from wanting to help you. You know, even if you can't communicate at all, you can still communicate through sign language that hey, I want to help. You know, follow me. You know, go over there. You know. It always just seems to work out. Yeah, it's it's and and obviously speaking from experience, you know, I've I've there's you've been in other countries where people have still gone and obviously helped you out and offered you or got you in the right direction or pointed you in the right direction. Like I'm not the person, but that person is type thing. That's uh, there, it's nice to know that there's still, especially like uh, you know, we got all this crazy going on in the world. You're traveling the world and you're in these scenarios and these situations. It is nice to know that type of stuff every now and then you know hear it from somebody go hey that stuff still exists there's still a lot of good and nice people out there that are still willing to help a complete stranger that they don't know and get them in the right direction yeah 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 Yeah. times like this where i think it's you know when you know times where i think the world does feel a little bit upside down and and, you know in a state of you know a bit of chaos it's like almost like like this is the time to go travel it's just a reminder of how good it really is in most places. And, you know, what we're being told is happening all around the world. Most of the time, it just, it just isn't the case. Or, or it's not as dramatic or, or as extreme as we're being told. Yeah. No, that that's uh, – you, you, the more you talk to people, and especially the more you talk to uh, – people uh that are from another country or have visited another country or travel in other countries often like yourself you hear exactly that message that you just said you hear it's like hey it's not it's not as bad as you hear it to be in these places like you know so you know that's a whole nother side note that but it's but just you know from talking to somebody that does travel in them and gets the help and gets the not the handout but the hey I, you look like you need some help. Let me let me do something for you. It's nice to know that that does still exist when all we get is the bad, 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 and all that stuff fed to us on a constant basis. You know, good to shed some good in this stinking world that we got, man. It's a crazy, crazy world out there, man. So, hey, so so you just returned back from the trip. Let's you said about two, three weeks ago now. It's been about a month now. Okay. Yeah. And so, how does how does the bike kind of try? Do you ship it there and just have it dropped off, and then you do the same to return it back home? So the bike is currently somewhere between South Korea and Mexico. So it's headed down to Manzanillo, Mexico. And so, in about two weeks, uh, I'm going to fly down there, pick it up, and then ride back. Wow. 
That's gonna. So how many? How many more days? How how long will you will that will you be on the road for for that trip? Uh, it's it, yeah, it's only a couple thousand miles. Okay. And uh, I probably won't do much sightseeing. I'll probably still pick it up and get back. I got gotcha. you. Some work. Um, yeah, my wife will be coming back home as well. So I'm trying to. In fact, I'm actually trying to get there and back before she does. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could make it's like beat the clock kind of which what you're going to be going up against there, man. Well, man. So, is there anything else that you have in the future, kind of taking a, a, a not a rest, but I guess just a is there is there another place you're going to end up doing it or moving to and, and traveling across? I think the next two obvious big trips, in my mind anyway, would be uh, uh, Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. I haven't done Alaska yet. Um, and uh, South America trip. South America. Down Argentina, Ushuaia, which is the southernmost point of Argentina, of South America. So I think a uh, ride to Ushuaia back was probably the next on the docket. That, 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 man, I, uh, I, I mean, I'm jealous, I'm envious, but I also know... Uh, you know, we all say that we want to, we want to go and do that. We're so we're like, so awesome. That's so cool and everything. And it really is. I'm sure that, you know, you also recognize like, you know, the, the, what you're doing is, is a, what a lot of people would want to do. But on the other side of it, um, I'm going to be straight. Like, I, I mean, I put in miles, I put in time on the road and things of that sort, but not to the extent that you have. And I know what it, I, I have a, a, a concept, a small idea of what it takes for the type of person, for the type of mentality, for the type of like commitment and everything it takes. Because if you're doing it for nine months, certain, you know, that many miles, you're going to like, there's going to be days that you're going to get up and be like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want, I don't want to ride or I'm not, I'm not feeling it today. It's not the glorious adventure that I want it to be. Here's day three of 600 miles down this rocky ass road, you know? Yeah, there is that. Yeah, there are those days where you just wake up and you're like, I'm not really feeling it today. And then, um, you know, the other part of it too is that it's, it's just exhausting. You know, you're every day you're on the move, every night you're sleeping somewhere different, which, you know, there's a lot of novelty behind that. And, um, you know, you meet a lot of amazing people doing that. Um, but yeah, after months and months on the road, you just start to feel kind of this state of exhaustion where you, just, you have a hard time getting out of it and you're always really run down and um you know this trip in particular because of how it finished especially you know finishing <laughs> that last you know the final 1200 miles after nine months is the most difficult part of this trip i mean by the time i rolled into magadan i was i mean i was wrecked i was wrecked that um you know because i had you know, nine months previous of just every day, go, 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 and an occasional day out here and there, but yeah, and that is the side of, of this long-range travel that a lot of people talk about. It's like, man, this is hard. This really wears on you after a while. No, mentally. to start taking some days off here and there because you just can't do it every day. Both, both mentally and physically, you know, like it's, you're, I, I'd imagine like, 
you got a wife, you know, I, I don't know kids or anything, but I got kids and I got a wife and also and everything. And I know, you know, this, your wife being where she was and all that stuff, but you still were human. We want to sleep in our own bed and we want to be like, you know, we want, we want that. And to, to travel on the road, it sounds luxurious and it, and it really is. I'm sure there were so many more high points than there were low points, but I mean, but I, I mean, you still like it takes a certain type of like grit and grind to go. I'm doing this. I'm going this far. I'm going to be on the road for this long. And not only am I going to do it, I'm going to end it in the most fashionable way yet. I'm going to go, I'm going to go down this rocky ass road for 1200 miles. <laughs> well, you know, this trip in particular was goal oriented. You know, I wanted to do a lap around the globe and I was going to do pretty much whatever it took to make that happen you know, jump over whatever obstacles, you know, came out in front of me. And there were plenty of them that did. And, uh, you know, unlike, you know, a lot of trips, you know, you could, you could take off and, if, you know, something doesn't go quite as you had planned, you can say, eh, whatever, I'll just go home early or I'll just go do something different. But, you know, when I started off on this one, it was flat out, I'm doing this, this is my goal. I'm starting here, ending there. Whatever happens in between, I don't really care. But I'm gonna make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> that so did this part of it? You said lap around the world. Did this finish like a the a last remaining leg for you? Am I am I connecting the dots correctly here? That was the end of the road. You know, because if you look up, you know, you do coast to coast, and then do uh, westernmost point of Europe to. Was essentially the easternmost point of Asia that you can get you on a motorcycle anyway, at least on um, you know a road of some sort. Um, some would argue that we did to get to Alaska by home from Alaska. Um, well, that's just not even an option at this. You know, with the sanctions in Russia, like getting from Russia to Alaska, like it's just not going to happen. So. I mean, come on, like, I mean, for those that would argue that point, um, my first question would be, uh, how far have you gone? And, you know, that would be my first question. <laughs> and then my second would be like, come on, we're like at that point and what you've done and how far you rode. For those people, those are just the never pleaser type of people, man. <laughs> well, to be clear, I haven't had anybody argue that with me, but sometimes I argue that point in my own head. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that right there is it a perfect example of oh. the type of person that it takes to do what you do because you've already accomplished what you did and then you're already like, well, yeah, but I didn't get this part of it. Yeah. So, but you did mention that you're going to you're going to make it up there like you have plans like you have to go up to that part and so, I mean, Come on, man! It does it. It doesn't uh, knock anything that you have done. It doesn't make it any any less, dude. You've uh, you've put in. Oh, I, I'm curious. Not not that it really is. Not that it really matters, or it's like a, a direct number. But how many overall mileage wise? How many have did you put on with this with 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 that with that type of trip? Yeah, that nine months was uh, thirty-two thousand. Thirty, but like string to string, like going across the United States. Do you know? Do you know like what that? What that would total up to be? I'm just. Do you have any idea? Well, I mean, coast to coast across the U.S. is, is about, you know, depending on what route you take, about 2,800. Oh. Okay. Um, so, and then, uh, Portugal, 
it's like Portugal to Magadan, it's uh, another 11, maybe 12,000 miles. So, I mean, obviously, to, you know, to get the miles that I end up with, there's a lot of zigzagging, looping. Yeah. A bunch of like. shit. So I'm curious, what is like you've traveled to all these places? If there's kind of, I mean, when I go down your page and I look at your stuff, I'm always like, damn man, look at these backdrops, look at these roads, look at this, like look at these places that the that this bike and this guy has traveled together. If there's kind of like one place, let's just let's just well, if there's one place where you're like that was like the epic spot to be at, like that was the pinnacle. Can you name one? <laughs> so this was on this trip but it was actually the second time I've been to Portugal uh, I'm definitely drawn to Portugal um, uh, Montenegro incredible um, no not Montenegro uh, Macedonia was pretty incredible okay uh, you know, the Swiss Alps, and you know, all the classics that are pretty much impossible to be. The Swiss Alps, the Pyrenees are incredible. Was there, um, was there a place anywhere, like, riding-wise, where you're like, this is just the, per like, city, you know, from a city perspective and stuff like that. Yeah, those, those, but any place where you're riding where you're just like, this is it. This is like, this is paradise right here. I'm riding in the perfect, in those areas. Almost anywhere in Austria will fit that bill. Austria. <laughs> What's the riding like there? What's the what 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 are you looking at when you're riding through very green? Oh the green, this endless, this, this grand landscapes. Um so the scenery is incredible. Um on top of that the roads are perfect condition. So it's I mean the traffic is the traffic isn't too bad. It's pretty incredible. That's that's pretty dope, man. I uh I, I want to get to some of these places at someday bucket list, man. And some of the places that you have traveled to, I'm, uh, I'm a fan dude. I had so many people just message me. I told you that, um, that were like, Hey, got started following you because of Charlie. Like you have a legitimate, uh, good, like, uh, and this is no, this, this is genuine, I've never had another guest. I've had a lot of guests actually on here, both on Instagram and on a podcast, and none of them really ever had as much of a following like yours that were like really like true hard like fans like following your yeah. stuff and messaging me about you. I was like, man, this guy's. Um, and I say that in the context of like, you you may recognize it, you may not, um, but. There are a lot of people I'm sure that you're inspiring, man, to with the stuff that you're doing and the things that you're posting and the places that you're going and and how you're moving and and so you got a lot of support behind you, man. And I can feel that from me over here. Um, so uh, I I can tell you're a humble dude, man. You're just like oh, th yeah, I get I can tell, dude. I could it, it comes right off of you, but you got a you got a really good following and, and a lot of people that are supporting what you do, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I feel pretty lucky. Um, you know, the one thing you, the one, one word that jumped out at me that you mentioned was, was inspire because, you know, that's, you know, you know, I do these trips because I love doing them. You know, I do them for myself. And, you know, but I also enjoy sharing them. You know, I share them, you know, through Cycle Source magazine and Road for Journeys, and, you know, occasionally a different publication on my stories and, you know, 
you know, and talk about these adventures and of course share me on Instagram as well. And, um, you know, I, I do that just because I, I, I enjoy sharing what I'm doing. Um, and so whenever I, you know, they're watching what I'm doing and it inspires them to get out and see the world. Like to me, that's golden. I'm like, that's, I love hearing that. I and I I I know that it is because I know that it makes me it makes me want to and everyone's scenario is like different man I you know there's other things that I wish I could do with my motorcycling stuff but it doesn't mean that because I can't do it right now it doesn't mean that I can't do it in ten years or five years when I'm when I'm able to do it you know so I'm inspired by you watching you right now on this side of it I can't put myself in your shoes right now and go do what you're doing but. I definitely will remember in five years having this conversation and following you. And in 10 years, like, man, I'm going to go do that shit that Charlie did. Uh, even if it's not, you know, for nine months and 32,000 miles, if it's one month and, you know, 10,000 miles, whatever it may be, like, that's the inspiration and stuff that I think that you're bringing to people. May not insp inspire them to get off of their couch right now and go ride their bike 100,000 miles. But it will be for like for me. It'll be in five years, ten years. So it's good to hear that you that you you know that you feed, that you not feed into that, but you you give back to the people in that way, man. Because a lot of people want to do what you're doing. One, let me just remind people: can't always, you know. But uh, uh, keep doing the shit, man. I I appreciate you sharing your story with with all of us. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, um, where is, uh, we're coming up like on the, I, I told you Instagram gives me the boot after like an hour and stuff. So, um, where can kind of people, uh, obviously traveling chopper here on Instagram. Um, are there other, now I personally only know of, of you through Instagram, you mentioned like magazines and other stuff. Are there other outlets where people can kind of plug in with you and stuff? Yeah. Uh, cycle Source magazine, you know, I've been contributing to that for a while now. Uh, Roads are for journeys, uh, which is both an Instagram page and a website, okay. uh, which I stories do. And admittedly, I've been a little bad about that the last couple months. Um, but I will get back on top of that. Um, you know, those are the two, you know, the two best outlets for, for sitting, you know, be able to sit down and read. Okay, man. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep following, man. It's uh it is fun watching you. Are you have uh is that the bike that you're gonna continue to do the traveling on? Or do you have another bike kind of in the works that you're that you're thinking about? No, I don't even have a second bike Man, uh, just keep riding the the how many over thirty over? What'd you say it was? Yeah, thirty thirty over, man. Boy, how many feet does that end up? That that is that sucker is out there. How how uh, how wide do you have to go to make a U turn? Uh, I, can, I can get it down on a, on a two lane road. On a two lane road. Almost <laughs> <Well>, barely. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta go way out there. Otherwise you're looking for the next parking lot to turn into and come back out of, huh? 
<laughs> hey, Charlie. Well, I do appreciate you coming in and hanging out with me, man. I know that I can sit and talk to you probably and pick your brain on this. And maybe we will one of these days, man. I, I Again, I thank you very much for just, you know, I just message you and, you know, you don't know what I do and who I am and stuff, but I always appreciate when someone does want to come and sit down and I hope they uh, enjoy themselves as well. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a gearhead mechanic kind of guy. So like hearing your, your, your 30 over and your flex on your, on your tubes and everything, I geek out on that stuff. I like talking about that stuff, you know? So um, anytime that, uh, you know, maybe we can do one in the future, a little bit more long winded, dive into some more stories and some, you know, stuff that happened to you along the road and stuff um I, w- I would love to you're welcome here anytime man yeah yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it absolutely man so charlie thank you very much man you have a good rest of the night anything that i can share for you at any point whether you're fundraising or just want to get your message out there whatever it may be man tag tag the page and anything i can help you out with and i will I'll, i want to help get that message out if need be okay, you got it. Thank you. all right man i'll talk to you later huh all right all right homeboys that was charlie man that was uh that was fun actually and i i hate to do it because uh instagram now cuts me off uh at an hour um before with the other account i used to be able to go oh man it let me go forever actually so now it only lets me go about an hour so um i worked that out with charlie kind of let him know that we kind of have to do a timing sort of thing with it um so but i did record it as a podcast as well if it works i'm going to upload it over to the uh to the site and um uh, upload it as a podcast so good time with charlie amazing story i'm sure we can go into detail and go like dive dive deep down into some of the places he's been to people he's come across but this was just kind of a synopsis kind of a little rundown of what i've been kind of following him with and questions that I had. Uh, if you want to ask him your own, get your own showcase and then start your own thing and then you can ask him yours. See, no, I'm just messing with you guys. So I appreciate you guys tuning in uh, till next one. I don't, I'm not going to be here next Sunday. I'm a little getaway weekend on the motorcycle. I'm going to leave on Thursday and come back on Sunday. So no showcase next week. I do have a couple of podcasts that will be dropping this week. So check them out. The Garage Life podcast over on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. And uh, go check out Charlie. I'll be posting this one as well. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Tell your friends. Check us out. Let them know. We're going to do all the garage toys right here. That's how this shit goes down, all right? Love the conversation.